Hello and welcome to Tea with Tess, a weekly gathering of women across the world. I'm Tess Yana, co-senior pastor of Link Church and the founder of the Link Sisterhood and Tea with Tess. This moment was created with the heart to encourage and equip you in your own personal faith journey. As we explore God's Word, I want to encourage you to lean in, subscribe and keep showing up as we go somewhere beautiful together. This is a place where you'll hear from me and some of my special friends that are near to my heart. For more information and resources, why don't you visit teawithtest.com or connect with me on Instagram, Tessiana. Good morning. Okay, three times. What's it? Thirds like the charm or whatever the saying is. I literally just went live on Little Link and on my own profile and then got it wrong and test and now I'm here. So, hopefully you can see me. Hello, Melissa. Please let me know if you can hear me, even if it's buffering too much. I'm going to need to switch over to my doctor. Are we having an internet issue? Hello, Elisma. So good to see you. <clears throat> Welcome, everybody. I'm sorry that I'm like a few minutes late. Uh, was not really functioning in my brain space. Hello, Fiona. How are you? Good to see you. Hello, Cairns. Hello, Jill. It's wonderful to see you all this morning. Thank you for saying hi, because then I can pick to your faces, which is always so important to me that I can see who you are. And I can greet you by name. So, hello, Kirst. It's lovely to see you here. Hello, Anel. Why don't you just say hello, let me know where you're watching from, and then we're going to jump into a very short and sweet and purposeful and thought-provoking conversation this morning around weakness. Yes. I always wonder how many people are going to be there, and it always looks infinitely dismal, <laughs> and then it picks up. But in saying that, I would do this for one person. I really would. It's not the numbers that matter to me, to be honest. It's just the showing up. So it's good to be here this morning. Please let me know if it is not, um, if it's buffering too much. Hi, Cindy. How are you? So good to see you. Um, we, there's something going on with our Meg speed you know what that is. Hello Colleen. It is Joel's Mother's Day tea today as well so straight after this I'm going to be rushing down to go and be with him to enjoy a cup of tea. Celebrate a little moment of his little school so that's exciting. Hello Nadine. It's lovely to see you. So I hope that you are all well and that you've had a good week and that you are feeling somewhat encouraged and inspired this morning. Thank you, Cindy. It's so lovely to see your name pop up. I'm okay. I'm actually okay. I am, yeah, one day at a time, friends. That is the only way through. One day, one moment, one little deep breath at a time. And that is what I endeavor to do in this moment, is just stay the path. Keep showing up, be kind. I did kind of lose the plot of my children this morning though. Mm. Anyway, we, we live and learn and 
to apologize and all the things. Hello, Kath. So nice to see you. And so I hope that you, uh, you are all feeling ready for what God has for us this morning. I think sometimes showing up with no expectation is way too self-protective for our own good. And although I did say to you just after I lost my dad that I, and I, was, I would hope that you would lower your expectation of me in the season, I still believe that that's, a human, that's humanness. You're lowering your expectation of human beings. What we must never do is lower our expectation of God. We should always increase our expectation. We should always arrive with some, something in us stirring that is hopeful and expectant for God to move because he's always faithful and he always comes through. And so although I am a human being and I will share what I perhaps I believe God's showing us, much of it, if not all of it, comes directly through the word of God. And so my hope and prayer is that you would have, you even now would have feel a shift within your posture as you in, increase the level of expectation in your heart to be met by the word of God, who will always come through for you. And so just wanted to distinguish between the two because I think sometimes when we say lower your expectation or, you know, don't get your hopes up, we can, we can attribute that to God because we learn, that's how we deal with humans. But we cannot deal with God as if he is a human being because he's not. He's everything. He's God. <laughs> and even though we, in our humanness, can be actually, we can actually lose the plot and we are unfaithful often in our attempts and our approaches, he is always faithful. And so it's important that we don't ever try and navigate him as if he were just, you know, one of our human friends. Because he's so much greater than that. And I know you know that. But it's just a gentle and subtle, not so subtle reminder <laughs> to always arrive with expectation. Okay, so if you were uh, around on Sunday, it was Mother's Day at Link Church and we had a beautiful service and... All the things I love that I love that we take moments like that, and so I had a beautiful privilege of sharing a word. And if you were there, oh hi Joe, nice to see you. If you were there, you would have seen that I spoke about uh, these, the a Japanese art of kansukuroi or kintsugi, and it's the process of joining something together or mending something with gold. And so obviously this is a replica, you can see that this is just, you know, pottery that's been painted with gold to show, you know, sort of broken cracks and things. But they are beautiful nonetheless, and so I added this to my Tea with Tess mug collection. So I'm actually going to pop it here on my shelf because um, I gave my tea for two set. I gave one away. <laughs> And so I need to get another one so that before I can enjoy the tea for two moment with my Kinsukuroi cups again. But if you were there on Sunday, I just wanted to briefly speak about this idea or this philosophy of Kinsukuroi, Kinsugi, depending on how you want to pronounce it. But it's, it's really this, this idea or philosophy that comes from within Japanese culture and belief that says that everything deserves to be mended so nothing should be left broken 
they are unwilling to leave things broken and so they they believe wholeheartedly that our beauty is formed in its fullness in our brokenness and so what they do is they take broken pottery for example or something that's broken and when they put it back together when they mend it they don't just use a clear glue so that it's you know it's restored to its former self and you can't see the brokenness they they mix into the clear sap or the clear glue a gold powder and when they so that when it's mended what lies on the other side of the brokenness is something way more beautiful and much stronger and they they believe that beautiful people they don't just happen beauty is forged and formed with all of our lives through all of our lives with our strengths and our weaknesses and um, they often say a lot of the Japanese um, thought leaders say that when something has suffered damage it becomes stronger and more beautiful because all of our brokenness and our history contributes to the beauty of who we are as a person or as an object and so they they hold this this real and strong thought that for something what did I say here for something to be truly beautiful it has to have had to break and what they do is they take the flaws and they take the brokenness and they restore it to something new. And I just really love this picture of Kintsukuroi and Kintsugi because I'm in a season now where there is much brokenness in my life. And there is a journey of walking through this moment for me. It's not, I can't just, you know, click my fingers and feel better and hope that it's going to go away. Or It's not, and, and in fact, I don't want to do that because I would, uh, that would, that would break my heart and, and I love my dad and I don't want to dishonor him and, and I feel like he's worthy of my grief. And so I've loved this idea of, of Kintsukuroi, of Kintsugi, because it's given, me, it's given me such hope and it's given me such a beautiful visual, something to trust God for, something to trust him with, like to entrust myself to him and say, here I am, my broken pieces. My life has been shattered so much so it feels like I'm dust on the ground. And I feel like God is saying, yes, but I can, I can make beautiful things out of dust. Like I formed human out of dust. I formed, I formed you and I made you and I fashioned you from the dust. And even though you feel shattered and beyond repair, everything that is broken can be made whole through the power of Jesus Christ. And like I said on Sunday, I believe that there's a golden thread of grace that runs throughout the history of humanity and it's running throughout our lives even now, uh, rebuilding and remaking and, and fashioning us into something more beautiful and something stronger on the other side. And uh, I really do love the scripture in 2 Corinthians. I'm going to read it to you from my beautiful pink Bible. <laughs> Um, if you have a Bible, you can go there with me, but it's in 2 Corinthians 4. It's found in the New Testament. And Paul's specifically speaking to the gifts of people. 
and he's speaking to the power of human beings and what we house through his spirit. And it says this, um, verse 17, I'm going to read a bit. Okay, no, let's read from verse 7. But we have this treasure, treasure, you have treasure. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. For we have this treasure in jars of clay. So the treasure is him. The treasure is the Holy Spirit. The treasure is the things that he places within us. But look what it says. It's housed in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. He puts something so powerful and something so breakable. That for me is just so profound. And you know, when, when I was studying the scripture some time back, I think you'll remember me speaking of this. That word, though, those words within the Greek jars, jars of clay can be cross-referenced to the story of Gideon. And what happens with the story of Gideon is they have to fight a battle. And in order for them to fight, they're given jars and they need to smash the jars for the glory or the light to be released. And when they do that, the enemy is conquered. And so this verse in Corinthians links back to the verse in Gideon. And what we see is this. When something is broken, when the jars of our life, the things, the structures and support are broken, it's there that the power, the light can, can go forth. And in that, there is a healing that happens for us. And it's a redemption that happens for others. It's quite a beautiful picture. And so when I talk about Kinsukuroi, it's such a it's such an incredible thing because it's in the brokenness that we are we are begin God begins to heal and remake and refashion. But but on the other side of that is also this beautiful sharing of our brokenness. And what comes forth from that is treasure, the Holy Spirit, his power what he's put inside of us. The world gets to experience that. And, and it brings about the redemption, the freedom, the victory for other people. We have a beautiful privilege in playing uh, a role in the redemption and victory that, for other people's lives, facilitating what Jesus can, can and will and wants to do on the earth by simply showing up in our brokenness and allowing what's inside to pour out. And I love that. You can go and read about Gideon um, in the Bible. Uh, I wrote down, it's not a book, Gideon. I'll have to give you the exact um, cross-reference or where I found it, but it's in chapter seven. I just can't remember what it is. <laughs> My brain. <laughs> anyway. And so I wanted to leave you with this thought. You will have heard the scripture today, but I want you to hear it again in light of what I've just spoken to you about Kinsukuroi, about this idea that we have treasure within us that is found within jars of clay, our lives, our, 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 our person seen as a jar and what's inside is treasure and linking that back to the story of Gideon where when the, when the jar is smashed, it's where the light and the gift and the glory wins the victory. And I want to take you to 2 Corinthians verse 12. And I'm going to be reading from chapter 9. You will have heard this, but I want to read it from the Amplified Version. Listen to this. But he has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. 
because my loving kindness and my mercy are more than enough, always available regardless of the situation, for my power is being perfected and is completed and shows itself more effectively in your weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may completely enfold me and I may dwell in me and may dwell in me. So I'm well pleased with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am strong, truly able, truly powerful, truly drawing from God's strength. And so it's just really this moment in time I feel God, and I've heard that scripture a hundred times, thousands of times. You know, we love to quote that one, maybe. But it's just now in this season where I am utterly shattered. My life has been broken. It's reframing this, uh, this concept of weakness for me, for, of brokenness. And I begin, I've begun to see, I've begun to see the strength that lies on the other side of tapping into his power and his mercy and his goodness and his perfectness. It's completeness in this moment. And so I can show up as myself right now. You may or may not notice this. I'm not myself in, in my delivery, in my preparation, in my thinking. All of the trauma, all of the brokenness, all of the hardship of this moment is contributing to making a lot of these things that I would do so naturally a lot more difficult. And so what happens? I sit down and I say to God every day, I don't know how to do this without you. I don't know. I can't. So I'm asking you to show up for me and to put yourself at the very forefront and at the very center of my life so that what shows up, yes, is an authentic self, but the power of God. And I'm trusting him for that. I'm reframing the constructs in my mind around what I believe about weakness. And I'm asking him to, to undo some of the conforming of my mind that's happened around my thinking. Around what it means to, when I say to you, show up, you're thinking, I need to show up on the top of my game. No, you need to show up as the best version of yourself right now. The best version of myself right now does not look like the best version of myself in January. I was not the same in January as I am now. I'm moving a lot. I'm sorry, I'm swinging. But it really is important. When I say to you, show up, that is not a pressurized statement for you to not put on a fake smile and move into your spaces and hope that you know you have what it takes to make it happen. No, it's looking at yourself in your season, the current space that you're in, and showing up as the best version of that person. Trusting that where there is lack and where there is weakness, he will come through. He will make a way. He will work it out. He will bridge the gap. He will fill the spaces. He will show his manifest power in a complete and perfect way through your weakness. That is what I'm trusting God for. And you know what? I don't believe for a minute that he is not faithful to follow through. I believe wholeheartedly because he shows me time and time again that he is faithful, that he is beyond faithful, 
and that he is working everything out, even this most distressing, painful moment in the history of my life. He's showing up for me. And in turn, I then choose to show up as hopefully the best version of myself for you and for everyone else. Amen? Okay, girls, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to be with my baby boy. And I'm going to just keep taking the days one step at a time. Amen? I want to thank you, Jesus, for your strength, for your capacity. I want to thank you for your power. And I want to thank you for your kindness. And I thank you that where we lack all of these things, where we, where we show weakness, where we have nothing, you fill all of it. You do it because that's who you are. That's how kind you are. That's how clever you are. And I thank you that in our weakness, in our weakness we're made strong. And what's manifested to humanity through all of that is a picture of a strong God who fights for his people, who works things out on their behalf. And so we really do this morning as a company of women in unity of spirit, we ask you to command blessing over our lives and to show up for us. When we are struggling to show up for ourselves, I thank you that you would entrust to us treasure. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help us to, to crack open the jars. If we're in a space that is where you're feeling like you're tightly wound because you're keeping everything together, I just pray the Holy Spirit would help you to crack open the jar. And that he would show you that you're safe with him. You're so safe with him. Thank you, Jesus, that you love us and that you want to be our friend. And I thank you, Father, that it pleases you to reveal your nature to us. And so we receive the fullness of who you are this morning. And we say amen and amen and amen to all that you are and all that it means for our lives. Amen? Amen. Okay, I love you all very much. And I really do pray that this has spoken to you and ministered to you and found you in your season. Let's keep showing up. We're going to go somewhere, we're going to trust God, it's going to be glorious. Amen? Amen.